0: High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Now, why is it so hard to get into a gale skull? Apparently, everybody's trying to get in. In fact, there's no space whatsoever. According to the Irish Times this morning, uh, Michael Graham uh, joins me from Washington, D.C. Obviously keen to get your kids into a gale school, are you, Mick?
1: <laughs> I'm still trying to learn how to pronounce gale skull, whatever that is. I just, I love... How uh so many things that our, our our government overlords force upon us in the name of you know broadening the horizons and social good and supporting the arts blah 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 actually turn out to be a scam to help them and their buddies. Get what they want and keep you out of it, because the whole Gale school system is really just a way for uh, family I- elite and elite wannabe families to block everyone else from getting into the elite upper tier schools. Oh, you didn't study your Gaelic? You only studied math and science? Sorry, stinks to be you. <laughs> My little whatever Seamus gets in and yours doesn't. Well, hold on a now, Michael.
0: You know, particularly in Houston, Texas, that I'm familiar with, the Los Angeles, California, that I'm familiar with, you've got all these people over there speaking Spanish. In fact, Spanish is 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 the dominant language in California. I'm sure they want all their kids to speak Spanish in school. Why are you objecting to that?
1: OK, OK, a couple of things. First of all, no, Spanish is not the lingua franca of California. We still speak English over in America, fortunately. And sure, we have plenty. Uh, you, most public school systems require you to study a foreign language. My uh, daughter in eighth grade is studying German right now, and she's enjoying it tremendously. But this is different. This is trying to foist upon a group of people. A language that, by their their own admission, the people who are promoting this in the Irish government acknowledge that only about 3% of the Irish population use... Irish, Gaelic, I don't want to be rude and call it the wrong word, but, you know, use it socially. And so what are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. This is all a scam. It's also a waste of time. You know, you had a great conversation just now about the economic challenges facing Ireland as Great Britain seizes its own autonomy and therefore is going to leave the EU in the dust. And you guys are going to try to figure out how to be loyal to the European losers who screw everything up but still take advantage of the economic opportunity that Britain is pursuing to do that, you've got to have your skills. And there are things we do for our kids in school that are a waste of time. In Ireland, it's teaching them Gaelic. In America, it's teaching them cursive writing. Um, uh, months of classroom time wasted trying to get kids to do something. They're never going to ever All do while,
0: what's cursive writing?
1: Yeah, you know, that's where you write instead of print. You, you mean joined-up writing? Join, uh, okay, thank you. I did not know what you called it. Joined-up writing, which is, of course, a, a, a total joke of life. What, what people do, what my kids do, is keyboard that's what they do. They keyboard all the time. And so, you know, we... we, we uh, well, what uh, happens? Have, hold on, minute. Just sure. hold on a minute.
0: You don't teach your children how to write. And then suddenly there's a power failure in the Graham household and your keyboard right. doesn't work. Your children now look at a piece of paper
1: and they think it's something they use in the bathroom. They print. They print is what they do. They how how do you mean they print? Spell words. They print. They don't do joined-up writing. They just write because it's a ridiculous waste of everyone's time and the and no and it's just like uh, Gaelic there's a reason why you have to force kids to learn Gaelic there's a reason why Gaelic is a screen to keep out normal students from these elite schools and it's because it is as beautiful as it is and as cool as it is to know it and as, as I would I wish I lo- knew it. I would love to study it and learn it for my entertainment for myself you know for, for myself. It's a waste of time. There is a far superior language already available. It's called English. English is the most effective language on the planet and it works because it adapts to how people behave and it, it's always changing. Yeah but hold
0: a while me whole a while if you like if there was no history in American schools, you wouldn't know that Ulysses S. Grant and and uh, William Tecumseh Sherman kicked the living, what's it, out of the Confederates and told them to stuff their slavery and America became the great country it is today. Now, you wouldn't okay, know that if you hadn't done lear, you're history.
1: Not, you're not going to learn anything about that. You're not going to learn about Ivar the Boneless in Irish history by sitting around studying Gaelic or cursive writing or... Uh, uh, all these other primitive skills that maybe had a place in the 1950s, or well, okay. but they're just done. Look, if Gaelic worked, people wouldn't have to be forced to learn, learn it. They would just learn it and speak it because it worked. But in, here's the problem. You've run against an implacable enemy. English. Every great Gaelic word is already being pulled into English because that's how English works. Oh. It's a dynamic living language.
0: All right. Now, listen. Um, thats I mean, for instance, if I said to you, um, I'm reading an obituary notice on the newspaper, you would know what I mean, but of course I would know what I mean because it comes from the Latin. Abitus, abitus, meaning death. Now, the thing is, you're not seriously
1: suggesting that we learn Latin in school, are you? It would be better to learn Latin than to learn Gaelic because Latin is one of the... Uh, You know wells from which English is drawn and so the more you know Latin the more you pull it up once again I'm not saying don't learn foreign languages. I'm not saying that there's something wrong with gay I'm simply saying that what you see in this story in the Irish times is what it's really about. It is not about Educating more people to, to give them the tools they need it is about keeping those people out so us people can stay in, and that's what government loves to do. It's why the government class in the Soviet Union was totally happy. They got what they wanted. The fact that everyone else was standing at breadlines and you know huddling around a single lump of coal was their problem.
0: Well, of course, the extraordinary thing, Graham, is. Debbie in Walkenstein. thinks you're right. Uh, the, the, uh, Ian and Cork thinks Michael Graham is an aegis, but he agrees with his view on the Irish language. However, you got it in one, Graham, says John in limerick. It's an elitist scam. Right. On the other hand, you have people saying, as usual, Graham is talking SH1T. Uh, although interesting why the listener sends his kids to School. Get this. Sends his kids to Gelskull because there are no foreign kids to hold up the class because they haven't got good English. Um,
1: and- now, so let me ask you about an English... So this is the, the challenge in America. We've had this war going on for 20 years between uh, people who want to mandate that everyone master English as part of your civic life here in the United States and people who say, no, no, no. We should follow the Canadian model where you have a French chunk and, you know, in other places in Europe where you have these, you know, uh, people are multilingual, et cetera. And uh, the ch- the challenge in the United States is that what that really does is it segregates Uh, People by race because there are people who come from parts of the world who speak Spanish and they are the only people who have kind of the collective weight in a community to have a dynamic working. You know, I'm sure it's like this in rural parts of Ireland where so many people speak uh, Irish that you can actually live and, you know, do everything. But that's that's not most of Ireland. If you go to a bilingual system, in my opinion. You're creating a language ghetto. I don't want native Spanish speakers to be stuck just with Spanish. I don't want them to lose their Spanish, but I want them to join fully in the American experience. And I believe that language is a unique Unifier. That there's no other substitute for us all speaking well, and understanding each other with the same language. The, the thing is,
0: I, I defend, like many of the listeners, the whole thing. This is our language. This is our culture. This is our heritage, right? But, but my experience in America is that Hispanics, the reason they have difficulty
1: getting jobs is because they are linguistically challenged. When you live in a community where everyone in your home speaks a different language from the civic language, and then the local paper you read or your parents read, the TV station you watch, Univision, the music you listen to is all in that other language by definition, you're going to be left out. Then you go to school. Then you struggle because the school, of course, is taught in English. You try to understand what's going on in government politics and job applications. You don't understand the argument from the loony left in the United States. George, the Bernie Sanders crew is that we should simply no longer do things in English. We should you know, do things in English and Spanish and keep these instead of pushing these people to come on board. We should basically make another you know, language ship next to ours to float side by side Number one, that just doesn't work. Number two, it creates division, as you see in Canada. And number three, no. But we, in a, in a, a moment where we have so much stuff to divide us, it's so easy to get into your own political group, your own religious group, your own cultural group. You need things to, do, to unite you if you're going to have a nation, and a common language is that.
0: But um a lot of people and um, and I am one, um I I constantly berate now my grandchildren, having earlier berated my children, that Irish is our language. I mean I I absolutely you speak it,
1: George. How I, often do you actually speak Irish?
0: Yeah, but how often do I, do I read Shakespeare? I mean, how often do I quote Milton? They also serve who only stand and wait. I mean, it, it's, I am me, and what made me were all these disparate parts, one of which was, That's part of me.
1: And that's great. But when I was an English major in college, I had to learn the opening of of uh, Canterbury Tales in Middle English when that Sada sutra was whatever. And it was you know, I mean, theoretically, it's part of us. You know, it's English in the past, but it's in the past. It's done. It's gone. We have this dynamic working language that sucks the best words out of all the other languages and brings it to us. I, if, look, if you give me an hour a week with a kid and say, what are you going to do with them? That's the most valuable Learning Gaelic, teaching cursive, those, those are way down on the bottom of the list. There's a lot better things you could do with that time.
0: Well, I tell you, a lot of people um, are also more uh, as upset about your attitude to joined uprising as they are to language. Uh, like, well, I certainly don't get why you're objecting to joined uprising. It's
1: a waste of time. It's, 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 you know, it's not a nat- native's natural skill, and it has no place anymore. Why don't you go back to teaching people how to shoe their own horses, You know, n- create their own yarn? I mean, we're beyond that now. Good grief.
0: But there's nobody in your there. – there's there's nobody in your schools.
1: Are they all printing? None of them are writing. No, no, no? the schools are still teaching it. The schools oh, teach it, and the kids don't learn it. And so it's it's just like Gaelic. The kids' Yeah, well, we've it got – yeah, well, we've it's, got it's, a so fence. By the way George, think about it, once again. When was the last time you wrote something out by hand for someone else to read? When was the last, you're, I'll you're, tell you I'll, you. I'll tell you. Yesterday. Okay. What? What was it?
0: Well, we have brought bring back the letter. It's a campaign on the program, right? So every day people are writing to me, handwritten letters. I now have, I now have my own note paper. I have a special green pen, which, <laughs> is, and I've got a smashing green pen on the way up from Delgini, where there's a fellow makes pens from. Uh, Pigs innards or something, but that's <laughs> on the way up. And I write back to all, I write back to all my correspondents every day. And yes,
1: the pigs innard pen is very hotly. <laughs> I think President Trump signs all of his uh, legislation now, and the pigs. I, I'm pen. going
0: to write you a letter, and I'll put
1: a seventy five cent stamp on it. And, George, once again, the fact that you have to have a movement where people stop doing what they normally do, which is sit at a keyboard and type out, to re- bring back the letter. And so you sit and do this thing. It's like making your own beer. You can absolutely get your own hops and go down in your basement and set it all up. Or you can go to the corner, buy your beer, and then do something more productive with your time. Cursive is a waste of time. When do you use – it's like going to the bank. Who goes to the bank now a whole while. Me, no, sorry. I phone, uh, on. I take pictures of my check. I deposit my check using my phone. I go to the ATM. I want to sit and write a note to the bank teller, and then go. Okay, well, ma'am, uh, the, well,
0: I the, got a, I got it. I got a letter this morning. Uh, I got an email this morning from my pension advisor who said I have to write to him. I want him to do something, and he says I have to write to him. So I'm going to write to him on my new stationery. But listen, Mick, on on the basis that you don't tell anybody, all right? Okay. Please don't tell anybody. All the letters I'm writing. Okay, back to these people. I've got into the habit of printing. (laughs) Now, don't tell anybody, really, please. Uh, I'm not doing the joined-up stuff.
1: You know what's funny? Mark Twain, the great American writer, lost nearly his, his entire fortune trying to help create a printing press that could automatically print out print blocks so that you could have quicker, faster production of books so more people could read them. He wrote the first American novel that was ever written on a typewriter as opposed to sitting with a pen. And, a pen. and he would be amazed to see that 150 years later, we've got people going, no, go back! Go back! <laughs> you know, maybe we can just go to papyrus and your know, cuneiform and we'll stamp out our oblong shapes, you know. This All right, okay. Found around Ireland, you know, it'll be terrific. Katrina,
0: in Cork says that this American fella, that's you, hasn't a clue. That's definitely you. Cursive writing is great for developing fine motor skills and learning to spell and more. Well, I must confess, my motor skills are diminishing so maybe that's why he can't write.
1: It might be. Okay, George, someone has tweeted me bit of the old una voce, una duce there, Michael. I don't know what that means. <laughs> what, am I supposed to know what that means?
0: Well, una voce is one voice, one leader.
1: Oh, I see. oh oh from Il Duce. Okay,
0: used originally by Mussolini. Correct. Yeah.
1: Well, how about one voice, one nation? How about that? Particularly all right. Well, now you know, and, Donald Trump has his fight with the fake media because the media is so bifurcated and trifurcated, and uh, you know, so we, all we right. Ways to divide ourselves. You mean more ways to find commonality and hear and understand. All right.
0: Well, as soon as the show is over, you'll recognise it because I'll be using my green ink, and I'll send it to you. By the way, it can't. It can't the stamp is going to cost me, according to a listener, one hundred and twenty cents, but I'll do it. And then, Mary and Loke, just to close, make and cheer you up for the day. What an amazing guy on George Hoke's program. Educationists should pay him big bucks to lecture them on some of these
1: gems of common sense. How about that, Mick? That's very nice. I hope that that message will be sent to me via email. <laughs> you're it's definitely very, kind of... Uh, Michael you're not, you're,
0: what was the great cowboy guy who used to talk common sense all the time on the old steam radio? Not Mark Twain, the other guy. You can't remember oh, Will Rogers.
1: Will Rogers. Well, Will Rogers. Okay. You're Will. a
0: modern-day Will
1: Rogers. Michael at MichaelGraham.com. <laughs> Type me your message. It's free. No postage required. Michael at MichaelGraham.com. Look out for the mailman.
0: And on the back of it, I'll write, Mailman, mailman, don't be slow.
1: Be like Elvis and go, man, go. <laughs>